everybody. This is Achievement Hunting 101. We are on level 287. With me this week, we have Wild West 08. What's going on, guys? Hello. And, of course, we have the man, the moose, the legend, Koosh Moose. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. Yeah. You're not from Texas. No. But yeah, you're I'm taking my stuff now. Closer yeah. to Texas than you are, L. I guess. Um, you can have that. You can have that. <laughs> this guy from Texas is rooting for the 49ers, doll. I'm very confused. I'm sure you've lived in like 48 of the 50 states. Man, you must think my life is just like setting these high numbers. <laughs> I've got 365 daughters now. I've got, yeah. uh, you know, lived in every state. Every well, country. I mean, that's how you have the 365 daughters. <laughs> yes. And you're a, a doctor that goes like just, and you're like one of those home old school doctors that goes to everyone's house. In like in a horse and carriage, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> like a little house. Yeah, basically invented Wells Fargo. My life, uh, exactly. When do you have time to play video games? I don't understand. Well, it made it made it a lot easier when we got those uh, cloud gaming and everything, so I could just do it on oh. the road. <laughs> that makes sense. Flying between families, you get your horses to play for you. So did you guys watch that uh, direct thing of Jiggity Boo? I did. Yeah, I came in a little late, but I did get to watch most of it. I think it was um, there was uh, Visions of Mana, and uh, no other games were mentioned as far as I saw. So that looked like a good time. Just an (laughs) an hour of Visions of Mana. That's what I saw. I mean, I don't know what else there would be. Yeah. And that's going to be amazing. It looked worth trying. Yeah. And also, it's going to make me even sadder when no other Square Enix games that I want to see come over to Xbox. But this is a good start. People have to pony up and buy it because I don't think it's going to be on Game Pass. So pony up. Maybe we'll get Final Fantasy... 16. Yeah. I want the Pixar. I doubt it too. Hell yeah. Pixar Masters of 1 through 6. I've looked at it on the Switch so many times for $75, but it's never been on sale. Like, hello, just go on sale once and maybe I'll I'll do it. But I could just throw it on. That's just how Switch games go, though. No. Square games go on sale, though, all the time. They do, just not on Nintendo. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, I guess there were other games mentioned in this direct, which leads us to our question of the week. Machine Games is going to release the first-person Indiana Jones game after inspiring third-person action games like Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Name a series that's changed up their formula drastically that either worked really well or failed fabulously. As always, there's no need to mention uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, or Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull ever. Uh, with that said, I'm sure uh, Kushmus might have 
um, helped uh, with this question? Just a little bit. <laughs> so you get to go first. All righty. Uh, long-time listener, first-time writer, Rocker Dude says, it goes without <laughs> saying, fine, I'll say it. SteamWorld. Uh, they try a new genre with each series, it seems, and they always seem to be a hit. Certainly of the ones I've played, Dig and Build, they've both been fantastic in their own rights. Um, yeah, they, uh, as far as on the Xbox, they've had two different genres, I guess. I think SteamWorld and SteamWorld 2 uh, are pretty much the same. And then, um, you know, because they're both kind of platforming Metroidvania is. And then this build, yeah, is completely different. But the, uh, on other platforms, they have different um, uh, games as well. They have one or two, maybe two others uh, that we haven't seen. But and they're all different genres, so I uh, think definitely switch it up. Um, MDP seventy. What's oh. that? <laughs> is it on Steam? Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm sure it is on Steam, but uh, it has nothing to do with the name. But yeah. if it's I just assume Steam World is just all about Steam. Like the whole, it's all about the, like it's a game based on the platform. And you just <laughs> see like this, the Steam Studios, or it's like Disney World with Steam. And you just, you know. Gotcha. It's uh, like Hershey's Park where everything's yeah, made out of chocolate. Yeah, yeah of course. It's exactly. Right. That's not good. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> now I can't uh, wait what, uh, to hear what MDP has to say. Just let me know. It's going to be something cool and new. You'll never, you'll never guess. Uh, MDP oh, ooh, 73 says, Rocket League adding cars as cars for the rocket car game. It's truly mind-blowing. Okay, moving on. Vulgar line. Uh, Resident Evil has done it twice. RE4 changed the game by having not tank controls and a nicer camera, but after that got stale, they moved to first person with RE7. Not tank controls. What do you call that? Just standard controls now? (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Does it have a name? I guess guess it's no fixed camera. I think it was like a fixed Uh camera was like what they would call it when you go into the room uh, versus 3D camera or or whatever. I did not know that RE7 was first person. Wow. Yeah, they've kind of traditioned, uh, transitioned over to that recently. I did not know that. My Resident Evil time in the sun was a PlayStation. Did it have um, like the option to change views or is it always first person? That I don't know, but I never, I I would say in the videos I had seen, I've never seen a third person, but I could have, maybe it was a mod. I know they, they do have some mod stuff in there. So maybe that's a possibility, but gotcha. Um, Resident Evil fans will let us know. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a couple of them. <laughs> they like their game. All three of them. Skeptical Mario says, does Fortnite count? Uh, they designed a survival game and then decided to be every game. Pretty successful, I'd say. Uh, no doubt. They, they've got like uh, concerts in Fortnite. They've got uh, Lego in Fortnite. And they've, they've even got Rocket League in Rock Fortnite. Band. It's insane. Now they have Rock Band. Uh, Do you know about this? Cars. Um, and uh, then Mario goes on to say, uh, "Shout out to Plants and versus Zombies Garden Warfare, and uh, Garden Warfare Two, obviously. I've never played it, but you people talked about it on the pod a lot. And that's true. So that that went from like a uh, tower defense or lean defense, which is a very short-lived genre, 
Um, and then it went to 3D, uh, full on 3D uh, warfare. Yeah. For me, I'd say that was a successful. What's that? I would say that's a successful. Uh, yeah, one. It's. I would say those all three have sold pretty well, from what I've heard. Yeah, I think yeah, it's so, the third I mean, one too, the um, Neighborville. Yeah. Neighborville, and I think there's a new one coming out too, a new one in the works. So that's good. Would you? Would you guys say? I know you guys have read the answers. Would you say that Fortnite might be the biggest change out of all of them, or is it just kind of more of a know. fad? I would say, like, I guess I liken it to like AAA versus you know single a is that a thing or indie <laughs> like uh fortnite just has all the money in the world so yeah. they're doing everything um they're they're special though because they're they're taking their core engine and just doing stuff with it versus releasing a whole new game it, it's different but it's not yeah. um that's a good same. way to put it yeah i was just <laughs> I, was, I was kind of thinking about it earlier when i saw his answers and i was like i don't know if there's been a dramatic change in from what they attempted to do at beginning versus what we have now than Fortnite. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. it's just because, and then I also, you know, I'll hear Waka Pale, you know, as he's trying to finish it, the the base game and, and all that stuff. Like, so, you know. For all the people f- playing it, I, I just don't know if there are that many achievement hunters playing it because all yeah. the new stuff doesn't have any achievements. So, oh, sure, you know, sure. There's, yeah. there's no incentive for us to go do that. Yeah. So um, I don't really have any experience with that. But I, I think I think like Rocker said, Steam World, those Steam World games, it's pretty impressive that every game is a different genre. Uh, much like um, uh, something I'll talk about a little bit later, uh, Turnip Boy, like they only have two games, but each game is a different genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they're headed in the same direction. I don't know. Yeah, it's just something I was thinking about earlier. What what game uh, or what game or series are you thinking about? Oh, so I. I was looking at TA to see if there was an easy way to pull up all the series because I feel like I'm going to say something and then, you know, mm. tomorrow I'm going to be like, oh, crap, no, perfect, <laughs> perfect answer is. Um, but when, when I was originally thinking of this, what came to mind, <laughs> probably because I was just talking about it, was Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider, you know, putting out the, um, oh, what did they put it? It was, uh, it was a mobile game. That was like a Tomb Raider Go or Lara Croft Go. Yeah, uh, I forget what that was called. Um, and then also the 360 games like um, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light and uh, mm-hmm. the Temple of Osiris on the X1. Those were very different and they were very fun. Uh, I thought they did a good job with that. Um, the Trials series, uh, they had a game on the phone that tied into Trials Evolution, I think, or maybe it was Trials Fusion. I can't remember which game it was tied into. But it didn't have any achie- any achievements because it was on iPhone when I played it. It was a fun little version of Trials on the phone. I really miss it. Uh, I would love for that to be a thing again and to get achievements for it. Um, two more, sorry. That's just the way I roll. Uh, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> the Chronicles games. Uh, so going from like the full-on 3D Assassin's Creed to that 2D platforming stealth uh, combat is really cool. Those games are really good. I have not finished them. I have not delved in them too much, but I really enjoy that style. Uh, and after what I was playing last week, that might that might scratch an itch. Uh, and then lastly, ukulele. Um, 
ukulele started out as a 3d kind of like banjo spiritual successor um and then they released ukulele in the impossible lair and which was more of a like a two a side-scrolling mario like um with multiple branching paths as you go through the levels very cool game um i thought they did that really well too i, I didn't want to list anybody that did anything bad but um but yeah, so, so all those are little examples. And of course, the one that I'm thinking that's perfect, I'll come up with tomorrow and I'll uh, post it in the uh, channel or something. <laughs> Can't wait for you to tell us how the new Turnip Boy is like a vehicular combat game. Oh, yeah. Just wait. I'm excited for this, your review of it. <laughs> okay, Big L, it's your turn. Oh, thanks, Big L. All right, Ahizo says, Halo, with Halo Wars moving the franchise from solely first-person shooter games to also having an RTS option. It was limited by being designed for consoles, but that made it a lot better than console versions of other RTSs like Command & Conquer, which were designed for keyboard and mouse. The original Halo Wars was a good game, but needed some fine-tuning. Halo Wars 2 years later did exactly that, still being designed to work well on console and PC, and is now one of the best Halo games there is. So I'm guessing you're putting that in the category of liking. <laughs> um, I've only played Halo Wars 1 myself, and I liked it. Was not any good at it, but it was fun. But yes, it always felt like playing with the controller was not the way it was meant to be played. It was uh, different at first, I would say. But I've done both. I've done both the Halo Wars one games and then the Halo Wars two one, and there it it grew on me after doing it for a bit. Not, You're not, not normally an RTS RTS guy. Not too much. I, I was when I was younger. Not not as much anymore. I did the Age of Empires and uh, what else? Total Annihilation and those kind of games when I was growing up, but not as much on the on the console. I guess it didn't dawn on me that you could play Halo Wars Two on the PC with the keyboard and mouse. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I believe you can. I think it's crossplay. There was a lot of talk in the Discord recently about how Halo Wars 2 um, is very rich in story and leads into 5? Or yes. Infinite? Or both? Uh, infinite. Okay, yeah. Leads infinite. into Infinite? Okay. Because everyone was yeah. making fun of uh, Mr. Rocker Dude for uh, his never-ending story of Halo 5 last week. Yeah, he didn't know much of uh, the lore. He skipped all the cutscenes because he's a bad person. And uh, but it caused some good discussion in the Discord. So very good. How about what were you saying? Uh, no, I'm good. I think you were saying that Carpe Adam had many answers we'll start we'll go in order in the case of machine games and indiana jones they're not really changing up their formula much first person is what they're known for so they're sticking with what they know i think the decision to pull the camera back for traversal is great and having plenty of cutscenes of harrison ford's face as indy will create an awesome blend of the cinematic game many of us thought we wanted and the immersive first person combat and puzzle solving that they 
that they always wanted to give us. It also helps to avoid some of the criticisms that would come if they made something that looked just like Uncharted or Tomb Raider, even if Indiana Jones was the inspiration for both in the first place. Oh, is Indiana Jones in that um, in that developer thing? <laughs> just a little bit. That was the, uh, the that was the lead game, right? <laughs> I know you've been just a little excited for it lately on the podcast, yes. I don't think it was the lead game, was it? It was uh... no, no. Well, I guess no. you could say lead as like the one they saved it for the end, kind of thing. But... <laughs> if by lead you mean last. the main event, yes. the main event, yes, yes. <laughs> the main event. There you go. That's the lead I mean. was about, I think, right? I missed the first few minutes. Uh, I, yes, I meant to the uh, yes. I buried the lead. I wounded knee. Um, what was the, uh, did they give a, a release date or window for that, Indiana Jones? Uh, yeah, I think it's end of, end of year. This year? Yeah. That's good. And it's based entirely off of the Crystal Skull movie? That's what you're saying? <laughs> that's uh, that's Kush's dream, but no. I don't believe that actually <laughs> happened, so... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they said this year, but they didn't give a date. So I, I guess that means anytime between now and the end of the year. It was the first indie movie in <clears throat> HD, so it's obviously the best one. So you know that. That's what I've heard. And Carpe has another example. How about the Gears of War series going from heavy, story heavy, third person shooter to a money grab? Whoa. Money grab tower defense mobile game. How dare you, sir? The short lifespan and heavy criticisms would suggest it was largely unsuccessful, but it was highly addictive and at times actually kind of fun. I think if they made it more balanced, it could have been great. I still think about it from time to time. I wouldn't mind if I got a chance to play it again. It is ROM. Those were the days. Yeah, Gears Pop. I mean, I guess this is our first Gears Pop shout out of the year, probably. Um, like everyone in the community seemed to be playing it, but it wound up failing. So I guess not enough people were playing it, but it was fun. And Mario Kart is a great example. I'll leave that for someone that played the older versions. I've only played the Wii and Switch versions. Great games. The example all other kart racers are held to. Geez, Smash Brothers fits here as well, but I have very little experience with it myself. All right. Well, to me, those games didn't really do anything different from generation to generation. I think he uh, means. I think he means going from like Mario platforming to a Mario Kart game. I think is probably what he means there. Because yeah, Mario Kart really didn't change a whole really? lot, right? I mean, that's clearly just like a spinoff. I don't know what you call that. Uh, just a kart racing game with Mario characters. I wouldn't call it like a a new entry in the Mario series. Yeah, but I mean, at that time, there wasn't a lot of kart games, I would say, when Mario Kart came out, so kind of spinning it off into that, and then that has evolved to what we get today, I think is a pretty pretty big change for the industry. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you just have Nickelodeon and all these other all these other places just throwing out kart riders left and right now because of that, so we need a bluey kart racer game. Oh, yes. Who are you to be Smirch Garfield Kart Racing and um, Claudine, whatever? 
<laughs> I mean, I grew Coffin up on the crashes. Super Nintendo one, and that's my personal favorite. I did not like the N64 one at all. What? And yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. And uh, the new one's good because you we has a we play that four player split screen sometimes. That's always fun. Yeah. But the newest one's like eight years old now, ten years old. I don't even. It's still coming out with DLC. So get so I was looking at uh, someone on they did an article on TA about best selling games recently, and they showed the top twenty best selling games for twenty twenty three, and Mario Kart was still in it after being eight years old. That's how popular it is. That that was pretty amazing to me. It's pretty amazing. It's probably still full price also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, we'll go with what I know. First, we'll start with um, Metroid. I would say when it went to first person in Metroid Prime on the GameCube, it you know, people thought it was going to be bad, but it wound up being pretty good. And, of course, in, in that era, N64 GameCube, a lot of games went from 2D to 3D. Obviously, Mario 64 and Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Those wound up pretty good, I would say. But there's an interesting one, uh, Final Fantasy, where if you think of Final Fantasy, you probably think of it as this old-school turn-based game. But now, and lately, it's more of an action-y RPG style, or um, um, what do you call it, like an action battles. So you're not doing turn-based, you're actually fighting. And a lot of people refuse to play the Final Fantasy VII remake because of this. They changed it from turn-based to not. So I would say that's an interesting change. Um, I think... 13, the one on 360 with Lightning, was the first one to do this, make it non-turn-based. And people still seem to have a fond, fond spot uh, in their hearts for the old ones. All right. Oh, it's time for a history lesson from Chesno. He says... Time for a history lesson. In Mortal Kombat, after a run of classic digitized sprite 2D fighting games, at some point in the 2000s, they switched into a 3D weapon fighter with a bunch of gimmicks and a daft side modes like a kart racer and chess. Wait, there was a Mortal Kombat kart racer? I don't remember that. Following Midway's bankruptcy, Warner Brothers founded Netherlem, and in 2009... Oh, another realm. Excuse me. In 2009, we got Mortal Kombat on the 360, gone back to 2D, but now with HD graphics and the games are the best they have been. Yes, they've rebooted that game a million times now. That game came out over 30, 30 years ago. I remember some of the ones on the like the regular Xbox era. And you actually ran around towns and did some puzzles and stuff, but I don't know what he's talking about with chess and kart racer. You guys here? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not very okay. familiar with that either. So. I, yeah, I don't remember that at all. I think they should do a cart racer engine like while you play chess at the same time. That would be a good idea. Like, I don't know, something really cool. Yeah, we need a, uh, mature, a mature themed cart racer. <laughs> Two fatalities as you drive game. by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if the chess game, like if you make a chess game bloody, people might be into it. Who knows? Well, thanks for the history lesson, Chesno. You are, of course, our fighting guru, which is not to be confused with Goro. Chewy on Ice says, I'm not sure what baffles me more. The decision to take a dead space and atmospheric single-player survival horror game with smatterings of action and turn the third one into a co-op action shooter game with some horror elements, or the decision to make a random crappy arcade spin-off puzzle game with motion comic cutscenes. I'm glad they didn't completely kill the series, though. Oh, that reminds me. I do need to play that remake at some point. Well, he seems to have some strong opinions about this. Was that? I mean, the fact that it's called a co-op makes me want to play it now. I know the first Dead Space, that gets brought up here often. I know Fufu likes it and Michelle likes it. You guys have experience with that one? I started it. Got scary. <laughs> no, Dead oh. Space isn't my thing. I know Fufu likes something with the eye. He likes the eye. <laughs> <laughs> the giant eye. All right, well, let's wrap us up. All right, we will start with Mary Berry till February. I love how that rhymes. Uh, the most obvious to me is Super Mario, started as a side-scroller, but has changed to RPG, puzzle, third-person, and a ton of different sports games, if you want to count those. Mm. Okay. I'd have to say, I was thinking about this earlier, too, and I was like, I, I don't know of any character like Mario that's just been able to spin off into a bunch of different stuff and be successful in just about everything. It's pretty... Very versatile. Very ver Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. That is... <laughs> uh, Fug says, Escape Dead Island, you had a great formula. Why change it to something so meh? I I have to I have to disagree. That's actually my favorite Dead Island is the Escape Dead Island. Fight, just, fight, fight. I just I guess I just prefer <laughs> third person versus first person. Um, and and no, I never I actually played you're... the first games, so I didn't really care for it. Oh no, I was going to say the the great formula sucked. Dead Island's terrible, and we had a big talk about this in our party yesterday, I think. And uh, yeah. No one likes that island. It's like somehow making, taking Borderlands and making it worse. Like, I don't know how you do that, but Dead Island managed to do so. But people on TA seem to like it. Yeah, I want to get into that new one. I haven't done Escape Dead Island. I did the first one. I like that. I heard the second one is good, too. So They also have that little brawler. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But no, I actually like Oh. Dead is Island, you're the escape from Dead Island, just because you know you can see what you're doing. I don't like when you punch people; you can punch them a lot better than doing it first person. That's just that's just me. Uh, X the hero said, "We have to mention Assassin's Creed. 
After nine games with button prompt timing-based combat, the series suddenly turns into action RPGs complete with parries, dodges, two types of attack, and combat skills. Most would agree the transition was a successful one in terms of gameplay, but the games themselves became too big. Myself and many others enjoyed the early games being 40 hours on average completions. The newer games are over 100 and overstay their welcome. So I know that uh, Kush kind of talked a little bit about the the side series that they've been doing. Um, this was going to be one of my answers when I saw the question. Uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, went over that major transformation after Syndicate, and they kind of went to from more of a, uh, you know, like like uh, X said, just kind of an action RPG where you just you know you had a limited amount of stuff and you could upgrade things and everything to basically a full on RPG from Origins and Odyssey and then. Uh, I haven't done Valhalla yet, but it's very similar from what I heard. And then kind of went back to the old formula with Mirage. Uh, but <clears throat> it was a pretty big uh, transformation there right in the middle, which was needed, I would say, because it kind of was kind of getting tiring. And you can't fault them for keeping with the same formula when you have increasing sales from Origins to Odyssey to Valhalla, so they say. So, I mean, it was a pretty big transformation for Assassin's Creed, but... People seem to like it because they're selling like crazy. So we'll see how, how it goes moving forward. Um, Elsoc said, because it can't be my answer without mentioning it, Castlevania. It went from side-scrolling to 3D, and in my opinion, that was a train wreck. I assume that's why they went back to side-scrolling, where they should have stayed. Castlevania couldn't pull off the 3D switch that Mario could with Mario 64. Mario has the unfair advantage, though. He goes from a climbing guy climbing ladders to save a princess while jumping over barrels to every possible genre a character can go. Uh, I think you guys are more a little bit more into Castlevania than I do. Any any thoughts on that? I never For played me, this. I yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I thought... Yeah, I've only played. Okay, I've only played the two D classic ones. I've never played any of the ones on. Uh... More okay. modern consoles. I've never played any of the 3D ones, but from what I've heard, some of them are okay and some of them are not at all good. Yeah, I picked them so up, many. but I haven't, I haven't played them yet, so I, I don't know. I've only <laughs> ever played 2D uh, Castlevania. Yes. So you haven't yes, gone same. to the bad 3D versions yet? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. All right, and then uh, finishing our... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Not bad. Okay, finishing our patron responses, we got Aru Turek with Dynasty Warriors was a fighting game when it first came out. For the second game, they made it the hack and slash version we all know now. Seeing as they're now nine base version, as well as numerous spinoffs with different themes and variation, I think they made the right choice in switching it up. And I'd say that kind of highlights some of the good uh, that can come from doing that. You get people that, you know, you get try different things and like it, see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, one, one of the first ones I thought of was Assassin's Creed. I think we kind of covered that um, uh, well. Uh, some ones that I was kind of thinking on before we started recording, uh, Watch Dogs had a pretty pretty big tonal shift, um, and they've kind of gone back and all over the place, really. So Watch Dogs, I haven't done the new one. I haven't done Legions, just to preference this, but one was pretty dark and a very serious tone. Uh, with it, uh, you had your upgrade slots. There's some things that you could control around the map. And then 
Watch Dogs 2 came out and they went in the complete opposite direction. They went from Chicago setting to San Francisco and they just went full on like, you know, crazy, more colorful, more, uh, you know, I guess more, more fun, uh, more fun tone, I guess I would say too. a lot more upgrades, a lot more things you could control uh, around the map gadgets you can make. So, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty big shift. And I, I, I like two a lot better just because of that more freedom that was there. Um, I, I enjoyed that. And now I haven't done Legion yet. I don't know if I ever will because it just doesn't sound as good. And they kind of went a little bit more on top of that with the feature of being able to just recruit anyone you want is from what I've heard. So they kind of continued to make a little bit more transformation or evolution of the series into that. Um, so that was kind of the one, one of the ones I thought of. Um, kind of a preview of what I'll probably talk about next week uh, as I'm working on something for Chewy's contest. Uh, the game Rage uh, had a big shift. I have played the first game. I played the second game completely to, as well. The first one is kind of, it's not, I wouldn't really call it open world because it's very much you're just going from place to place and there's not really much you can do around. But the second one completely just made this huge open world game and it, uh, I think it did it a lot better than the first game because of it. It made it little outposts that you could travel. There was gear that you could find all over the place. I, I really enjoyed the the shift going from the first one as I'm playing it again to uh, the second one a lot more. Um, and so I think that was a good uh, example where they shifted something and it, and it worked out really well. Now, the game was a buggy mess, number two, and I played it well after they fixed a lot of that stuff. But... Um, <clears throat> that, that that's something else to talk about another time. And then uh, the last one I thought of was kind of Fallout. Uh, when, once Bethesda bought them, they kind of did that 2D, 2.5D, uh, more role-playing type for the first two to kind of a 3D, you know, action RPG or shooter kind of thing. Uh, and so that was a pretty big shift, and, uh, you know, they been selling a lot and a lot of people like them and they continue to kind of upgrade stuff as they've gone from three to four but i think it was kind of a big i was kind of watching some videos today because that was a, one of the first games that popped into my mind along with, along with assassin's creed and so i was watching some of those older videos again just kind of seeing how they played and it was a i think a pretty big shift in in genre to go from that and I, it paid off because fallout 3 is one of the i think one of the best games ever made so those were kind of the answers I was thinking about. All right, very good. Thank you for the question, Kush. Thank you to our patrons for some answers. As always, when you hear the podcast, please let us know in podcast discussion if you agree or disagree or if you have anything to add. And get that discussion going, please. We'd like to talk to you guys. Alrighty, we have a fairly important achievement news item to cover. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V, Xbox One version, is going to be having its Rockstar Editor mode uh, shut down on February 20th. Um, the tweet came from Rockstar, basically it says support for Rockstar Editor and saved clips or projects is ending so it is assumed that the achievements associated with that will be discontinued 
and there are 10 achievements and unfortunately to get all of them you have to go through the entire campaign so if you've never played it you have to get moving uh, i actually dabbled in this a few days ago and knocked out three or four of these uh, entering director mode for the first time and there's one for um you have to find these collectibles uh, the peyote and then you uh eat them and you turn into an animal you i guess you uh <laughs> you have uh visions and uh, hallucinations and it's crazy stuff crazy stuff so there's an achievement for just finding one of these but there's also an achievement for finding all of them and i believe there's like 20 or so throughout the world so if you don't care too much you can you can get like four or five of them but if you want all 10 you definitely have to do the whole campaign so so stuff unlocks is that is that why you have to get to the end is just things don't unlock until the end game yeah yeah okay. so one of them is uh you unlocked all special characters and enter director mode as an actor okay so it looks like you have to beat the campaign but there's a couple of easy ones that take no time at all with really high ratio there's one called majestic uh for creating and exporting 10 videos you can create like a five second clip and just keep uploading it over and over 10 times and it counts <laughs> good and that's a 5.86 ratio i did it the other day it was pretty easy but a lot of these uh kush you're a big gta 5 fan right <laughs> um i feel like i Pretty finished to be the back story in the day. In, on one of them i don't i guess it was the 360 version i could have sworn you played this back in the day i did i did play it was a 360 version uh-huh yeah because it's on it's a series x stack as well i'm not quite sure if they upgraded anything but I know that exists. That's out of five. Yeah, well, I have 24 <laughs> achievements on the 360 version. I could have sworn I, I finished the story. Yeah, on I have the all the story. Yeah, all the story uh, uh, achievements are done on the 360 version. Now, if you actually streamline that and don't get distracted by, uh, you know, darts and bowling and hookers and whatever and then can you streamline the story in like 20 30 hours do you have any idea i think maybe i mean granted this was 11 years ago the game came out um oh my gosh so my memory of that <laughs> is pretty strained <laughs> but uh uh i i definitely i imagine yeah, i think so keep track of that. I, I think it's possible sure let's uh I mean, check how long to beat yeah i, I did the 361 and i I would say around 20 to 30 is a good estimate. How long to beat says the main story is 32 hours. I mean, that seems like a long time to rush through in a month, but I guess it's doable. Just uh, 10 hours a day for three days, like uh, like you were playing Prince of Persia or something. Uh, yeah, I, can't you also import your saves? <laughs> so if you've done the 360, can't you import... Hmm. I, I, I would need to look that up. I'm, I'm talking on my butt here. I don't know. 
And you oh, used to at one time. I don't no. think you can anymore. I think it's someone will yeah, correct probably... me if I'm wrong, uh, but I I thought there was a time date on there where you had to get it done by a certain time, but maybe that's not true anymore, or wasn't true. I, I that's what I thought I read, but. Well, if you are interested in pursuing these achievements, now's the time. And I believe it's also on sale, $15, down from 30 on the one version. And I think the series version is 20 but that one is not going anywhere for now. So I would say now's the time. Okay, we're heading into our game's showcase. And we're going to start with Mr. Kushmoose. I'm ready for this. Searching if I can migrate my data from 360 up. Um, so, yes, <clears throat> I am going to be talking about. Um, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about <laughs> a game that just came out. It's free. It's called Stumble Guys. Uh, this is a shameless Fall Guys clone. Uh, it's free, and it's on the store now. And uh, I, I have to say, uh, in the hottest of takes, it might be better than Fall Guys in terms of achievements uh, because you can get them uh, really easy. And uh, the game is fast to load. It's, it's a small download. Um, and going from level to level is very fast. And uh, it's an easier completion. Uh, just the requirements for the completions or for the achievements are, are not bad. It's like finish a level or finish first in a level. Um, you know, so just finish this level. You know, even if it's just one of the maps you're playing, yeah, you get an achievement for that. Um, to top it off, you can set up a custom playlist to get the maps you haven't played yet, play them solo or against bots and, and beat it and get the achievements that way. Uh, and then there are cumulative ones for... Uh, Leveling enough, getting enough stars, getting enough costumes and emotes and fun things like that. Uh, and it's kind of fun. Um, I'm not saying it's great, but it's kind of fun. And and what what kills me is that they have they have achievement tracking. So they have progress tracking for the achievements, which Fall Guys didn't have. So that's the one area where they're actually better of course. besides the load times. The load times are amazing for this compared to that. But uh, So just, uh, you know, maybe you want to check that out. Uh, what I'm really here to talk about, though, uh, is Turnip Boy Robs the Bank. Uh, brand new to Game Pass. Second game in the Turnip Boy series. The first game was uh, Turnip Boy um, Commits Tax Evasion, I think. And um, that was a Zelda-like, uh, you know, kind of a questing going around. It had really, really good humor and uh, just, you know, a fun little Zelda-like. Uh, this is not that. This is um, they've changed up the formula, much like the question yep. of the week. Uh, they've changed it to a roguelite formula. Um, and in this game, you're Turnip Boy, and you are, um, I guess, you're you know happy to be with the mob, so you're committing crimes with them. Hey, cool. So what you're doing is you're robbing a bank, and uh, every time. You go in to rob the bank you know, because this is a roguelite. You're just going to keep doing uh, runs of going into this bank. Uh, the bank has a certain defined layout. Uh, and you you can go from like area to area in the bank and it always stays the same. 
Um, however, in those areas, there might be elevators, or I should say there are elevators, and those elevators will randomly pick up, uh, basically take you to a different type of room. Uh, and those rooms could be uh, rooms that have bank vaults in them. They could be um, rooms where you're going to have like a little arena battle um, or something like that. And, and typically they have quests associated with them. Um, you'll also find quest givers outside in the main area of the bank. And they'll ask you to go do something like go talk to this person, you know, go get the divorce papers from my husband. He's, you know, he's not returning them. That's one quest you have to go do. Uh, and um, uh, they, they say you have to shake down people. And literally <laughs> he goes and he shakes people and money falls out of their pockets and you collect it. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Bah, 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 bah. You can carry two weapons at a time. And you can swap those around. And every now and then when you kill uh, a bank employee, a cop or something like that, a uh, security guard, uh, they might drop a weapon. And uh, you can then swap that weapon out for you know, one of the two item slots. Uh, when you bring those back to your base, uh, you can then turn those in for research. There's an achievement for that. There's an achievement for doing it a whole bunch of times to get to the max level of research. Um, when you do that, though, those weapons are gone. You can't take them on another run. Uh, but what you can do is get the research weapons for free. Now, the difference between the two is your research weapons uh, have unlimited ammo. Your uh, The weapons that you find in the levels have limited ammo, and uh, sometimes enemies will drop uh, ammo packets, and then you can that's how you can get uh, more uh, ammo for those guns. They tend to be more powerful than the starter weapons that you have. Um, and, and they all are different and some of them are really funny there's like a uh, there's a uh, infinity gauntlet that shoots stuff there's different wands there's all kinds of uh, uh like flower based type guns um so they have a little bit of creativity there uh you can uh let's see there's a there's an easy mode and a hard mode and i think all it really does is um i guess enemies hit a little bit harder there's no reason to put it on hard mode just do it on easy mode and, and have fun with it um, when you go in for a, a, a loop, you'll have, I think as the game starts, I think you have like two minutes, maybe three minutes. Uh, and then that's, that's it. That's your run. It's a two or three minute run. So it's very quick. Um, and it plays a lot like minute. If you ever played minute, M I N I T, um, that game is all about, that game. yeah, that game's all about like really short loops and like being very focused. Like, okay, in this loop, I'm going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so this game, it's, it's kind of like that as well. Uh, and based on the quests that you have, you'd be like, okay, I'm looking for, uh, to complete the, uh, you know, the divorce paper quest. So I'm going to run through, I'm going to check every um, elevator I can to see if it gets me to the place I need to go to drop off the papers. And so it's kind of frustrating when you're trying to complete a quest because the RNG may not be on your side and you have to go to a whole bunch of different, main areas of the bank to check all the different elevators until you finally get one that just randomly has that room that you need. So that, that part's a little frustrating, um, but it, it's part of the fun, I guess. Uh, I This game to me is not as funny as the first because I just feel uh, very hectic. Like I'm, because number one, there's a timer, it's a loop, I'm running around. 
Uh, and maybe I, I think it pauses time when you talk to people, but it just doesn't feel like that to me. So I'm just like quickly going through that because I've got, you know, I got things to do. I have to, you know, transport and divorce papers. Um, so <laughs> I think that's kind of a, a failing point of this game uh, compared to the first game where that one you can take all the time in the world because, you know, it's a Zelda, like you're reading all the quest text, you're doing that, you're getting the humor from it. Uh, this game, it feels like because you're moving so quickly, you miss a lot of the um, the little flourishes that this game has. Um, there are 23 achievements, uh, and some of them are cumulative, uh, you know, for stealing more and more money. So as you keep going and going, uh, you will eventually hit those points and you'll get those achievements. Uh, for buying all the upgrades, you can increase like your health, the time that a run lasts, you can increase that like three times. So I think the the longest run you can do is five, maybe six minutes. Uh, when you do that, you can also increase the damage that your melee weapons do, the damage that your guns do. Um, there's achievements for uh, researching your weapons. So you get an achievement for the very first time you do that. You get an achievement for maxing them out. Uh, there's achievements for killing bosses, uh, achievements for getting collectibles. In this game, the collectibles are in the form of uh, photograph points that you go and do. Um, and then there's all the side quests. Once you finish all those, you get an achievement. And of course, there's an achievement for getting all the hats. Hats tend to be rewards for quests, but you can also buy them in some instances, just one or two. Um, but yeah, uh, that that is uh, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. Kind of a kind of a little letdown. I was I was hoping yeah, for sound. yeah, I was hoping for for more of the same, more of that. Zelda-like formula, but this is okay, and it, it's fine for um, quick play. So it, it's just it's a completely different type of game. Um, so it, you know, you can go in and you can do like a loop or three loops or five loops, and it's very much like the sort of thing where you're like, okay, just one more, okay, just one more. No, I, I almost got what I needed. I just need to do just one more, and and that is the type of game that this is, and it, it's okay. It's just not the same, and I really feel like I'm not getting the humor out of it and the, the fun out of it. Like I was the first game just because of that time limit and because I keep going on these loops. So while I think it's fun, I think it does itself a disservice by doing that. So would you say this is kind of a, a bad example of a genre that should, or a game that shifted that you didn't like? Um, or not, not, not as far as that. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I, I would say that, I would say maybe this wasn't the best decision to do if like you're going to try to to make it really funny, but maybe they didn't do that. Maybe there wasn't a whole lot put into um, all the story uh, components of it and, and, and the humor. Uh, you know, I, I read that stuff and, and I feel like it's just not as funny to me, probably because I just feel so rushed. Um, I would have liked more of the same, but you know, it's a different game type and it scratches a different itch. What kind of weapons do you have in there? I, I know you said melee and guns and such. Like what kind of? Yeah, so all kinds of crazy. Yeah. Uh, the first thing you start out with is your um, your sword from the first game. So you have like that wooden kind of leaf sword, uh, and then also a pistol, um, and then you also then you move up to like shotguns, machine guns, rocket launchers, chainsaw. Uh, the stuff that you'll find out in the world, you'll get like um, literally a pea shooter um you'll get uh like little weird kind of like tree shotguns and uh, there's like a huge um 
huge boomerang uh, like cross thing that you throw. It does a lot of damage, kind of like a Castlevania cross that you would throw and you get damage from that. Uh, cherry bombs, which is an actual cherry. Uh, and, you know, so they have fun with that. And there's, there's a variety of stuff. I'd say there's probably, uh, I don't know, 30, 30 that I've seen maybe all total. Uh, there's none that I really, really like. Uh, and they actually also have this ability to, uh, once you get far enough in the game, you can unlock the locker room. And when you do that, that will put a locker in your home base. So every time you go back, uh, when, when you successfully complete a run, you can, you can put one of your weapons in the locker and then save that for a, a future run. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention is um, when that timer runs out, you have to get back to your, your van to, to leave the bank. As you are going between the time where your timer runs out and, and uh, eventual death, there's like a five-star system, just like in GTA, where as time passes and as you do kill more security guards, those stars will start to fill up. When you get to, I think, five stars, you, the, basically uh, they start a timer, like a 10-second or 20-second timer, and your health just starts depleting, and that'll, that'll end your run right there. And if that happens, you lose most of your money and it kind of it kind of voids all the progress you might have made on that run. So you really want to try to get back to your um, to your van at the end of your run to make sure that you've made progress. Once you get all the um, monetary type stuff done, like you bought all your upgrades, you bought all your items from the dark web <laughs> that they have there, <laughs> um, then you don't really care about that so much, and you and you just go out and you do you know you get the whatever you're trying to get done, you get done. Uh, you don't really necessarily need to get back to the van. Uh, so much and then is the the roguelike part of it is it just for the the gun or the weapons you said or is there any other aspect that you get to upgrade well because you get to upgrade your health and the time for each run and the size of your wallet um you start out with yeah you start out very limited in terms of money you can bring back so that's probably one of the first things you want to start upgrading is your wallet so that you don't have to keep doing all these runs uh, they're, they're very quick. I, I've put five hours in. I would say I'm probably like 80% of the way through the game. Uh, time estimate is five to six hours. Um, I, and I, I'm pretty close to the end. Uh, I probably have another hour to two. Okay. That's a pretty good completion. Yeah. Any other, uh, what's it called, uh, assists at all, or is it just the easy and hard? Just the easy hard from what I can tell. Yeah, because I don't first game had a bunch of couple if you wanted it so more importantly <laughs> looks like the achievement for getting all the hats is back mm-hmm. i mean that's what we need to know yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure now I, I haven't had to focus on that one but i'm pretty sure that just comes from completing all the quests or for the most part completing the quests. there's one that you can get from the store there might be one you can get from the dark web um but for the most part just by completing all those quests you'll get the hat associated with that quest and that, and that should cover it. Hmm. So it's definitely seems to be about twice the length of the first game, five to six hour completion estimate. And the first one was like two to three, if I remember correctly. It's possible. They but haven't linked it up. It's, uh, yet. it's uh play anywhere. So I'll probably play this on the go again. This is a perfect one for, uh, Ye old crappy surface, it works fine, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like for one of the hats, you have to watch the credits, so watch all the credits at the end. 
mean, it looks completable over a thousand completions out of 14,000. So, oh, it's definitely 10%, completable. 10% yeah. completable. Now, I, I did run up against one boss that was, was kind of tough. Um, but what do you think about the uh, accessibility? The accessibility just says like a you know hard mode or easy mode, and I think all it does is change oh, right. how hard enemies hit you. Uh, so I'm playing on easy, and I went up against this one boss and um, ran into him twice, and just and I still haven't beat him yet. I think it's because I'm trying to go in there with the wrong weapon. I was going in there, I was I was carrying weapons back, so I didn't have my really good uh, machine gun that I've researched to get that has unlimited ammo. That's the big problem is when you're in a boss fight and you run out of ammo, uh, you switch to another gun. And if you run out of ammo on that, then you can't do any damage for a while. So it's almost better to go in there with those, um, with those research weapons because they have unlimited ammo and you can just run around and dodge uh, in the boss fights. Um, so I'll go back and try it now that I have the, the highest level weapon. I actually haven't used it yet because I just got that achievement today uh, for doing all that research. Um, but that boss, they're all doable. I don't think that they're really difficult. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a hard completion. All right, well, I expect some good news next week from you. Oh, yeah, this, this will definitely be done. I'm actually using this as a streak, uh, a Game Pass quest streak saver. So you have to get an achievement, a Game Pass achievement uh, every day. So, I, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of you know, oh, yes. drip feeding these out. Wherever will you find Game Pass games, Nate? Have you drained them all already? No, but this is, you know, I know I can get an achievement in this yeah, within like 10 or 15 minutes, so I don't have to work too hard. All right. All right, so that's Turnip Boy Robs a Bank. I myself am looking forward to it. I like the first game a lot. And I'm excited about the new mechanic. So it's not exactly the same. I assumed it was more of the same, but it's not, and that's cool. No, it's a twin-stick shooter roguelike. Awesome. All right. So for me, I have some good news as well. Um, my group of Icefire and Michelle and Prue, we finally completed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan 360 version. And we actually started that game in uh, the calendar year of 2022. And so so it, uh, it's fun to say that it took us three years, but really it was uh, the end of 2022 to the beginning of 2024. But yeah, it took us basically the whole year. And we are the 24th through 27th people to complete it. And Prue did a little research that there were before us 11 other people on TA that completed the stack, the one and the 360. So we are uh, in fine company, fine company. We are 12 through 15. And, you know, it was a satisfying completion. It's always satisfying to get a long project done. And for me, I can't seem to do that in a single player game. So this is where I get my satisfaction playing with my friends having good good storytelling good debates because after a while you're not really even playing if you're just going for the achievements you're you're we have a lot of fun talks we talk a lot about the turtles movies we talk a lot about the turtle shows 
and we talk about everything else in between. So that's good. Uh, we're going to be moving on to another 360 game that's not backwards compatible, which is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, unfortunately, the DLC uh, disappeared from the store long ago. And they did give warning. But uh, it was so long ago, and I was playing with a different friend back then, and we made an agreement where he would buy that one, and I would buy the DLC from the second game. And I don't really talk to this person anymore, so kind of SOL. But if someone's willing to visit New York with DLC, that would be awesome. They do have a physical edition called the Gold Edition that's like $110 on eBay, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, really? It's horrible. It's really expensive. And it's especially annoying because the, the base game, if you're just buying, is like, you know, $5. They made so many of them. They came with certain 360s so the other thing i'm curious about is if i got my hands on some dlc would the other three people in party have access i'm going to assume no but it's something to try out and there's a good walkthrough on ta where it tells you where the dlc achievements will pop and go into play so you can save your game at appropriate times and load it up if you can get the DLC. So if anyone has any information on that, I would love to hear about it. Um, let me know either alone or in podcast discussion. That would be great. Uh, not much else to discuss this week. We did more Goat Simulator 3. And um, Michelle and I started a simul project, but I'm hoping to have her on next week and we'll talk about that. So we'll keep that a little bit under wraps for now. So, Wild West, you get to go now. All right. Well, I was able to uh, play a lot more of Mass Effect than I thought I would. I thought it'd be another week or two till I was able to do my wrap-up um, because the game is so big that I felt it would be good to kind of separate it into two different uh, talks about it. Um, but I was able to really just almost... I almost got the 1,000G in it. Um, so I was able to finish my Insanity run this last week, and it went a lot easier than I thought it would. Um, I think it's probably the easiest out of all of the Mass Effect games on their Insanity run. Um, I ran a a shotgun sniper um, build, tech build, and kind of put a lot of my uh, points and skills and everything into those two weapons along with uh, shields and stuff like that. And so I was able to basically be unharmed, um, also kind of was able to get past the uh, for those who have played Mass Effect games, um, you know that if you your weapons can overheat in them, um, but they have a skill in, in Andromeda, and I don't know if they do in the other games, but they have one here where you can kind of bypass that uh, with an ability. And so I was able to run that and basically just mow the enemies down um, pretty fast. Uh, I was quite surprised. I was talking about this in the Discord, uh, and uh, it only took me about eight-ish hours to run through start to finish um, on 
insanity. Um, I basically just went from point A to point B each time and just did the main quests. I didn't do any side quests because I'd already done most of them in the previous playthrough. And so it was a fairly quick completion on that. And if there's people that are worried about it or not, um, there's plenty of guides out there if you need any help. There's plenty of, of build uh, guides as well. So if you're looking for, you know, if you don't know how best to run through it, um, there's plenty of those out there if you're looking for any ideas on what you want to run. Um, I know, I can't remember his name, but I was talking with someone in the Discord about it, and he uh, offered some help as well. So there, there's people out there if you're looking for that. It's not that long, and it's not that uh, hard to do. Uh, some of the other aspects of the game that I wasn't able to talk about last time because I didn't really get into them so much. Um, Andromeda really kind of... It, uh, goes further into research and development than the previous games do. Um, so as you're exploring the different planets, you'll come across uh, different minerals that you can harvest. Um, and then you can use those minerals to uh, develop different weapons, develop armor, all of that stuff, uh, consumables. And you'll find schematics You can uh, around the map. Uh, you can buy schematics as well. So you'll use those schematics uh, on research. Um, and so the research points you get uh, will help you unlock those weapons and you get research points by using your Omni tool in the game. You can uh, hit the down on the D-pad and it'll pull up your Omni tool with the scan ability and you can just kind of go around and scan different items that will un unlock research points and then use those research points to unlock any of the stuff that you can um, that you'll have the schematics to and then you will use the minerals to you can build weapons so uh, they'll have whatever shotgun you want to build, you can build that. And then you can also build better versions of them with that cost more minerals. So just as you're exploring around the map on, in the game, just make sure you're having your Omni tool up, scan stuff as often as you can. And then also just grab the minerals as you're walking around, just that'll help you if you want to have better weapons or armor or anything else. So um, that was one of the things that I kind of played around with a lot before I finished, before I started my insanity run. Um, and that way I was able to go and have good, good everything as I attempted that. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, last address is some of the strike teams, because there are some achievements related to them. Uh, you can do some of the strike teams by uh, achievements by playing the multiplayer. Um, so there are different options for it. But if you just want to do single player and not mess with it anymore, um, what you'll do is you'll early on in the game, you'll, uh, unlock one strike team um, and then kind of like in Mass Effect 3 as you're trying to gain uh, oh, what was it? It was uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was like as you're trying to gain help to, to defeating the Reapers and you could gain resources and stuff like that out. It's kind of similar to that and this time around and so you can take the strike teams. You'll send them on a mission. The mission you know can last anywhere from an hour to four or five hours on the harder missions. And then when the when that time, and that's real time. So when the time's up, uh, they'll come back and it'll either, you know, be a success or a failure, failure. You'll still get experience points no matter what. And then um, the, a few achievements that are related to it is you need to, uh, you need to have one strike team get to level 20, which is what I'm currently working on right now. So since I'm pretty much done with everything else, I'll just send everything on missions and then later on in the day, I'll just reload the game in, just go right back to it, you know, accept all the stuff that has happened from the previous missions and then send them back out and just go back and forth uh, doing that. And then the other one that you need to do is 
you have to uh, get six strike teams, I believe it is. Yeah, you have to create six strike teams. Um, and then so as you do those missions, you'll get uh, mission reward points back, uh, either five or ten that I've seen so far. And then you have to use those points. Once you get enough points um, from those, you can uh, get another strike team. And then so now you'll go from one to two all the way up. And once you get your sixth one, you should get the achievement. So those are the last two that I have left. Um, there used to be uh, a mobile app that you could download to manage your strike teams. But my phones were too new and I didn't have access to that. So that might be something that's still <laughs> available if you have an older phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the, I have the galaxy. Problem. I know <laughs> that was what I was thinking too. I was like, that is a big first world problem. I got, I was trying to find my old phones to see if I could boot them up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try. It's not that bad. But so there, there's a few other aspects That's of great. the game uh, that, that you can do. Um, you, I believe you can get to level 80 is the highest level. I got to level 60 on my main playthrough by doing a lot of the side quests. The achievement, the last achievement for that is level 45, I believe, or 40. I think it's 40. Um, and so you don't have to get all the way up. So it's pretty easy to get XP in the game and get there. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. But uh, all the achievements were pretty good. And I'm going to say that overall the game was kind of meh. I, I'd probably rate it, I think, right now about a three and a half. It was pretty average game that uh, I shared a lot of my thoughts on the previous one, so I'm not going to get into that. But overall, I, th I think I'm going to rate it about a three and a half just because of the stuff that I had mentioned before and uh, and with everything else that that I saw that it was it was okay. I wish that there would they would have done some different stuff in it, but overall, I'm, I'm glad to have brought it, uh, tried it, and I'm glad that it was on EA Play for me to try and. There's no DLC on it. There's no extra stuff that you need to worry about buying. If you just have Game Pass Ultimate with EA Play, you can play it for free. And uh, yeah, it was a okay game. Okay. Goodbye, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yep. And hello to sales. <laughs> Worst sale way ever. Goosh. I like that. What tabs you got open? Oh, thank you, thank you. You're easy to please. <laughs> That's why I like you. <laughs> uh, there's the Talos Principle, four dollars and fifty cents down from thirty. Uh, it's a puzzle oh. game, twenty-five to thirty hours. There's no walkthrough on TA, but I'm sure one exists out there on the internet. It's got a three point nine one star rating from five hundred and one people. This is a well or highly regarded uh, puzzle game, and I know a sequel is on the way. Um, we're already out, possibly. I don't know. It's very soon if it's if it's not. Um, I have to check. Darn it. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think the sequel is out yet. Um, but I know one we'll is now. coming. Yeah. Uh, next up, Super Cyborg, $3.14 down from 7 This is a running gun game. It's definitely not Contra. But it is. Um, it's basically Contra, and they even have codes um, for uh, multiple lives, 40 lives in this case. Uh, there are some difficult achievements oh, or potentially really? difficult achievements. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, completing the game on the hard difficulty with no deaths. Apparently, there is a way to cheese it, but it's not, um, not through a code or anything. The game saves state at the end of certain levels, and in some levels at the midpoint. And what you can do is you can quit out if you die uh, after any of those checkpoints, and then it will and then choose continue, and then it'll remember you as not dying. So you can kind of cheese it that way. There's also a um, 
uh, let's see what was that? I thought there was like a time. I think I, I think I'm thinking a different game. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, check it out if if you don't feel skilled enough, you know, pass on it. Uh, next up, Greek uh, Memories of Azure. It's five dollars down from twenty. Action adventure, fifteen hours to twenty, uh, fifteen to twenty hours, I should say. Uh, it's got a three point five five star rating from seventy four uh, raiders. Uh, and it is a gorgeous game. Uh, it's just a hand-drawn art. It's got uh, this unique mm. system. You'll eventually be controlling up to three characters at the same time. Um, and it, the way you do that is unlike any game I've played before. Not saying that's good or great, but it's it's very different. So if you want, if you're looking for something different, uh, you might want to check this out. Um, it does have some tougher achievements, including the three-hour speed run that I was getting confused from earlier, mm. but, but also completing the game, saving no more than five times total. Now, that used to be hard because you're, um, the person that you're not actively playing as, your companions, they could take damage, and if they died, then that was game over, and you have to you know, continue at that point. Um, there's a setting now that, that says, you know, your companions take no damage. So only the main character that you're driving um, will take damage. And so that might be a little bit easier. But still, this is a gorgeous game. And uh, you should check it out. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's not for most people. But uh, it is a gorgeous platformer. And uh, I actually played this and uploaded the video of that to YouTube. So it's on our YouTube channel. And lastly... Uh, one hand clapping, five dollars down from fifteen. Uh, this is a puzzle platformer where the controller will allow you to move left and right, jump, and all that fun, fun stuff. But you'll be solving puzzles with your voice. Uh, you'll be uh, increasing pitch, possibly increasing volume uh, at certain areas on the level, like these little green areas that you'll walk over, and they'll all allow you to uh, interact with, uh, I guess the the platform or the puzzle that you're currently working on. And that will do various things uh, like raise boxes, lower boxes, um, turn gears and things like that. Um, and it is pretty cool. Like I, I never heard of this before, but you'll be using your headset microphone to do this. So you'll, you will need a headset uh, rocker. You may remember him from earlier uh, <laughs> reviewed this game about two years ago, I think. And the video is on our YouTube channel. Uh, including, and this is what you're really going to watch, clips from his first hour, which include him singing. Uh, so uh, yeah. he, as he's playing the game, he's singing and talking about how he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, that is worth a watch. Uh, so go look for that. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, go watch Rocker um, and, and, and then give him a comment because I'm sure he's completely forgotten about this. Uh, one hand clapping. I'm, I'm going to pick this one up. Yeah, would so you, you rather have... hear one hand clapping or rocker singing? <laughs> so do you have like a microphone? Is that how it works? Yeah, so most people would probably or have a headset. Headset, headset. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you, it'll use your headset mic. Um, I don't think the Xbox has a microphone. No, it doesn't. So yeah, if any old headset hopefully should work. And, and he, he actually tells you in his video review that you don't really have to sing. Humming tends to be enough. Uh, but it's really funny to watch uh, him sing. So I, I would check that out. That looks like a hard completion, though, but that's okay. Fun. Um, nothing really 
struck me this week, so I will go along with Nerdy Neo's Vayner Roundup. Um, there was uh, Agelos 225, 85% off. Blasphemous is $6.25, that is 75% off. Minoria is $8, that's 60% off. Monkster Sanctuary is $5, 75% off. That's good. And Yoku's Island Express, an old standby favorite, is also $5, 75% off. And Wild West, do you have any yeah, sales? Just, yeah, just the one this week. I saw that Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is $17.99 down from $59.99, which is the lowest price ever. So I don't know if it'll leave Game Pass soon, but that's a pretty steep discount. And uh, it's a long game. So if you uh, don't want to take your time, if you want to take your time with it, then you, know, you can get it at a pretty cheap price right now. Yeah, I mean, and we mention Lego games all the time, but these sales are really good. Like Lego The Incredibles is 90% off. Yeah. And and Marvel Superheroes and all of these are 75 to 90% off, all these Lego games that are on sale. So Yeah, they're they always do a good job of having cheaper games or season passes that you know, at achievements are usually pretty cheap too later on. So it's good yeah. for them. Yeah, Lego's a dirty word to some, but for those who enjoy it, you can get them pretty cheap. All right. Before we move on, uh, did you want to say something, Wild West, uh, more about the developers direct? Sounds yeah, like I you... just uh, no, I just was curious if uh, how everyone thought of it because I enjoyed seeing the stuff from Indiana Jones. I think it looks promising. Um, and so I'm glad that they did the Harrison Ford face. I thought the voice was good as well. Um, I'm interested to see more of the combat aspect of it because it looked a little a little clunky to me. Uh, but I am interested to see more of that. The cinematics looked really nice. The graphics looked really nice. Um, the story so far from what, I, what we saw looked good. Um, I would say that Avowed started off really promising to me, but the stuff that we've seen so far has kind of been a little bit shaky. So I'm hoping that as it gets closer, it'll be a little bit better, uh, better and better graphics and overall there. But I mean, yeah, I know they haven't showed us a lot about the graphics. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just what the first one didn't when we saw it last year, it just didn't wow me enough. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I am excited for Visions of Mana and uh, very excited for Indiana Jones as well. So hopefully those will be some good games for Xbox this year. And then we got a date on on Senwa, so that'll come out in May, and I know that's kind of a controversy. Some people really like it, some people don't like it, so we'll see how that goes. It's kind of taking the Redfall <laughs> time this year. I'd love to see what happens with the combat for that, because um, yeah. uh, they've been talking about it so much that it's got to be it's got to be something. Right? Yeah, It's got to be better in some way. They've improved it. And I, I had to kind of uh, eat my hat a little bit uh, on a Vald <clears throat> because it definitely looked more interesting than uh, than I remember from the first video. So they definitely, I think something's changed. I don't think it's me. I think they changed something. <laughs> I think a Vald looks a lot better than first did. And Aura History, we're not going to talk about that. That's not my type of game. Uh, Visions of <laughs> yes, Mana. Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> Visions of Mana <laughs> looked kind of interesting, like to the point where maybe I'd play that if it hit game pass or, or whatever, but I'm definitely not going to spend money on that. But yeah, 
for me, the the star of the show was Indiana Jones uh, in the Great Circle. Did you like the stuff you saw? uh, For for Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I I really like that. Uh, And uh, I I trust that developer because the, um, uh, gosh, Wolfenstein series. Yeah, the Wolfenstein. The Wolfenstein game is fantastic. Uh, And so just that having that pedigree, knowing that they can churn out that kind of stuff, and now they've got the Indiana Jones license. They're going to do puzzles. They're going to do all this combat. Really excited for that. Uh, fun fact, uh, the voice of Indiana Jones is Troy Baker, um, you know, who mm-hmm. does everything. So <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't get Harrison Ford. They did get Troy Baker. Uh, no, no surprise there. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm of the games that they talked about on the direct. That was to me the most interesting. I know some people are complaining, but it's like Harrison's Ford 80 something years old. I mean, they'd have to alter his voice anyways, if they wanted him to sound yeah, where the movies or where the games playing getting uh, are placed at. So people are complaining on the internet. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah, like um, I remember Back to the Future, a Telltale. The voice for Marty McFly was really good. So if done properly, you can just lose yourself in it, and it's good. And then if it's bad, though, that's no good. I'm sure it'll be fine, but I'm I'm glad you're excited for Indiana Jones. You could play it for us and tell us if it's any good. Sounds good. I'm glad you're excited about something from the direct. So, hey, looks to be a stacked year. I'd say you got Senwa coming out in May, and then uh, I know you're not interested in that, but Aria Aria will probably come out sometime this year as well. And then you got Indiana Jones later this year, and. Uh, what was I think there was wasn't there something in September? I'm trying to think of what that was. Maybe I'm thinking something else, but I'm sure there's plenty, plenty of games for everybody, including Game Pass games. Uh, Wild West, you could talk about these. This first one has been talked about a lot today, but I'll let you. Go ahead. It has, because out now is Pal World on Cloud Console and PC. Uh, it's been talked about quite a bit. It seems like there's a lot of uh, good things that I've heard so far about it, and it seems like there are some assist sliders or something out there that allow you to kind of change stuff how to make it easier for you. So I think people are still kind of experimenting with that, see what would be the best way to do it, but not a lot of achievements, but... Uh, I think there's one for 90 getting 90 pals and there's 120 something i saw so you don't have to get all of them but and there's already a wiki up there with a lot of them on there so it should be a fairly fairly easy completion from what i'm hearing um next up we've got what's That's that like pokemon yeah so pokemon with guns and it's a fairly <laughs> close comparison they actually all the stuff uh, i've seen a, a modern <laughs> Uploaded for the PC version, uh, an actual Pokemon mod uh, with yeah, Ash yeah. as the main character, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and then it, he's just got the cease and desist today. Uh, but yeah, it looked great. <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> now I, I tried this out, um, and I was getting flashbacks from Conan, uh, and so I just kind of noped out pretty quickly uh, just because no, I, I didn't want to play a survival game. 
oh, even no. with the survival or sorry even with the sliders uh to, to turn down the difficulty and make it less it just felt very much like conan and i was just getting i was getting the uh-uhs from it um and and <laughs> other people have played it ace apparently loves it uh if you <clears throat> if you check the discord he's loving this game i know rocker started it so i'm sure we'll hear from him at some point um either in the discord or if he comes on the show i'm sure he'll talk about because he loves his pokemon games um so you know uh, people that have actually put time into it really like it and so the people that like this type of game really like it uh, so don't go by what i'm saying because uh, you know survival's not my jam but uh apparently apparently it's good yeah it's been selling like a lot too so who would have thought uh, so Go Mecha Ball is also out now on Cloud Console and PC. Twin stick shooter with roguelite progression. Have you started that one yet, Koosh? Well, it, it says it's out today, but that's because of time travel. We'll actually get the time travel. Thursday. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I went meant. Yes, it's great. It's great. Uh, I'm sure I've got some thoughts about it that I'll share. <laughs> well, since I was saying talking in the future, I figured you would too. Just. We'd continue on from that. Uh, January 30th, you've got Brotato on Cloud Console and PC. Top-down roguelite arena shooter where you play a potato, wielding up to six weapons at a time to fight off hordes of aliens. Choose from a variety of traits and items to create unique builds and survive until help arrives. All right. February 2nd, we have got Persona 3 Reload on Cloud Console and PC, a day one release there. So it's reimagining a Persona 3. And then February 6th, we've got Uncard on Cloud Console and PC, an action-adventure 8- to 10-hour game, it looks like. So those are what we have so far. I'm sure we'll get some news here soon. Kusho sure will be waiting on the edge of his seat all week for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, leaving Game Pass on January 31st, we've got Hitman World of Assassination, Cloud Console and PC, third-person shooter stealth game. Uh, so we kind of got some stuff on that clarification this week. So you, the way that you can do that would be if you can get uh, the Hitman 2 Gold Edition, you'll get access to Hitman 1, Hitman 2, and all that stuff that comes in there. You complete all of that stuff, then you can go onto the IO website that they have a link to there and uh, import all your stuff into the world of Assassination. Basically pop every achievement except for the Hitman 3 stuff and a few extra stuff, but... It's probably going to take you a lot longer than what they say to beat it. Um, that's just the time that they give is for basically Hitman 3. So if you haven't started it now, it'll probably be a, a hard completion there. But it's still good, and it's worth buying. If you ever see it on sale, it's definitely worth it. And that's what we got for Game Pass this week. All right. It is now time for Rag Camp. Koshmos. And completions are 56 Cooper S11. Uh, I feel like his gamer tag just keeps getting longer uh, when we're not looking. 250 completed <laughs> games. <laughs> I guess they're just releasing new versions of the uh, the Cooper. Uh, Chesnow with 450 games. WD23 with 550 games. JZARP43, 800 completed games. And Redemption Denied with 3,450 completed games. In streaks, Blue Thunder 7398 with 50 days, Chris Bud 20 with 200 days, Cerebral Assassin with 450 days, Thrash Forever with 750, Dider Man 87 with 1150, Eldritch SS with 1250, Philip Wendell with 1350, 
and Wakapel with 3,750 days celebrating their four-year achievement win streak. Princess. Very nice. Oh. Good job, Princess girl. In gamer score, we've got Dan the Whale with 550,000 gamer score, Cerebral Assassin with 700,000 gamer score, Facial LaFleur with 850,000 gamer score, Wazari XDKX with 900,000 gamer score, our own Kush Moose with 950,000 gamer score, The Dense Rhino with 1.1 million gamer score, Septic Earl with 1.4 million gamer score, Isret102 with 1.5 million gamer score, Mental Knight 5 with 2.9 million gamer score, and Sangrias with 3.7 million gamer score. All right, in leaderboards, <laughs> Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. Love that guy. Elroy, get your button to Discord and chat with us, butter. Uh, he is number two. That's right, number two. In Xbox Gamer Score leaderboard for beat 'em up games, he he's uh, this is what he's doing in between the end of G Task and presumably the beginning of the next one. He's he's just playing beat 'em up games. I'll have to talk to him to see if he's still working on them easy games too. Enigma Gamer 77, now in the top 50 of Canada Gamer Score Leaderboard. Uh, High Road V2 is in the top 5,000 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for wrestling. Don't be honing in on my action, boy. Eh, top 5,000, you can have it. Actually, there's been some news breaking on uh, WWE 2K24. I know you guys are thrilled about this, but uh, the highlight this year is that uh, it's going to be WrestleMania 40. So they're doing a retrospective 40 years of WrestleMania in the game. So that should be pretty cool because they'll have uh, old people as well as current people. Captain Chaos is in the top 200 of the British Columbia Gamer Score leaderboard. Uh, Michael KV is number one in Slovakia Gamer Score Leaderboard for Puzzle. NBA Kirkland is number one in uh, 2023 Washington TA Difference Leaderboard for Action Games. Princet is position one for 2023 Xbox Completed Games Leaderboard for Dance Games. And Sabin's Rothschild is number one in 2023 Xbox Achievements One and Gamer Score for Strategy Plus Turn Based. And last but not least is Scott of Ace. He is number four in 2023 completed games for Vayners. Very nice. I had a I had someone tag me in, in Bradcamp today. Oh. Which excites me to no end. And that was Ben L72, my favorite British person. Uh he completed Asura's Wrath, and he tagged me to say the last two DLCs on this are total BS. So glad it's done. Check out my health uh, for the 10th consecutive win for this last achievement. And in the Bradcamp channel, he posted a video of him uh, versus Akuma, who I didn't realize was in Asura's Wrath. That's a uh, Street Fighter dude. 
and he wins by the skin of his teeth. So I'm imagining he had some a lot of fails before getting this done. Guess what, Ben? Those are the best achievements. You feel like you're achieving something. It's a good feeling. I'm sure you were pumped when you got it. Like, let's go. Like, like Chippa Papa used to do. So, congratulations to you. I'd like to hear more about people's completions of games. Tag me with those. I like those. Let me know how it was. Any tips? Anything you want to say about a completion of a non-baby game? That's what I want to hear. So, thank you. Kushmus and Wild West for another great episode. And class is dismissed. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Bye. -bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>back to never ending stories i think you know the gist by now but basically me someone else talk about stories that's it joining me once again rocking and rolling through his list is mr hurricane dale hello it's good to be back again it's me again <laughs> gonna hear a lot of you I'm like a permanent resident Yes, I cannot overstate how much we're going to be enjoying your lovely accent for the next year. Excellent. Also, everyone will start uh, speaking with an Australian ex accent as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you need. I think you need some catchphrases to go along with it. Oh, I know that a few a have been taken by well-known Australians. Um, so I think you need to come up with your own, some of your own. I'll find one and bring it to the next episode. Yeah, I think that I've, obviously there are cult for like non-Australians, there are significant kind of cultural touchstones when it comes to Australian media and culture. You know, there's the obvious ones. There's your Crocodile Dundees. There's your Dame Edna Everages, uh, for the Brits anyway. <laughs> I don't know if the Americans had it, had much of Dame Edna, did they? Did she, mm. did she travel that far? Oh, no. Um, I don't know, but but obviously the main one right now, the one that is taking over everybody's lives, at least the lives of those with children, is Bluey. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I went to a kid's birthday party just the other day and it was Bluey themed. So, <laughs> Is it as popular there as it is everywhere else? Because it is huge everywhere else and it's kind of one of those things where we just assume it is there, but it could be just universally hated in Australia and it's nah. just been shipped overseas. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, um, Bluey's, uh, Bluey's a craze here and as like a new father, um, everything's Bluey. It's everywhere, mm -hmm. uh, which mm -hmm. is cool. Uh, it's nice to see that uh, things from Australia are making it around the world. That's kind of nice. So It is, yeah. It's kind of a universal show, I think, but it definitely brings up uh, specific Australian things 
Uh, there's the uh, Dunny episode, which is which is good fun because <laughs> uh, my kids my kids are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> there's there's a lot of those kind of um weird Australian lingo, which is totally normal mm-hmm. to us. But if you were to hear it anywhere mm-hmm. else, um, you'd be like, what's a what's a servo or like any of the other weird things that we say. Uh, maybe I can bring yeah. one of those to every single episode as well. There is, there is a, f- I think it's a food item. I can't remember what it is now. And I think Bandit refers to it. And I had to look it up because I was like, what is he talking about? And it's just an Australian word for something that we call something completely different. In the same way that we call, you know, eggplants, aubergines and uh, and stuff like that. But yeah. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, anyway, I'm sure there's There's a few of those. Like, I, I mean, I'm not sure what they call them where you are, but like we have... Um, uh, uh, what's it? Rock melons instead of cantaloupes and all that kind of thing. No, cool. There's a few of those. I, I didn't. I didn't bring it up entirely. Uh, it's not a complete tangent because what I was uh, going to say is uh, it's appropriate to talk about Bluey because we are going to be talking about what, to all intents and purposes, is a child's game. Uh, at least when we were young. Uh, oh, it absolutely. Was. Game? Shall we be talking about or games? We are talking about the uh, Spyro Reignited trilogy, um, which mm. for anyone who doesn't know, it's the the classic trilogy of Spyro games uh, remastered, uh, which is super cool. I uh, personally didn't play these when I was younger, so this was my first uh, experience with Spyro, and it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I had a PlayStation 1, which was the main console for these games but i don't know they just passed me by i i didn't i i I think i don't know if it was because i thought of myself as older and Mm. cooler and i was playing resident evil and silent hill and stuff like that and it just maybe was a bit kiddie they are certainly more hardcore (laughs) i mean i play more kids games now than um anything so i don't know i should have just got over myself uh, yeah, but I never played the originals, and I've dived this one, so I own it and have dived it, and mm. it seemed fine. But you, 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 you started it back in 2019, which was actually shortly after it released, so it released at the tail end of 2018. Mm. Did you did you purchase it because? Well, well, I mean, why did you get it? Why why do you why did it call to you? Um, I actually got it as a Christmas gift, and um, I I wanted it. Um, once I saw it announced because I had never played a Spyro game. Actually, that's not technically true. I had played a Spyro game, but not of this trilogy. So after this trilogy, they kind of released a more, I guess, uh, combat-focused trilogy is what I'll call it, where it's like um, you played a Spyro, but you had different like elemental breaths and things like that. Um, so I missed the entire initial trilogy, which was kind of what most people hailed as being the sort of better three games. I personally thought the the Spyro I'd played was fantastic, but um, this is certainly a different feel. It's like a uh, more of an adventure kind of collect-a-thon sort of feel almost, which is right up my alley. I, I love those kind of things. But yeah, it was just, it was a gift because I uh, I just wanted to sort of experience what so many people were were really excited about when it got announced. And um, I'm glad I did. I only played a few levels um, when I first got it and then I kind of put it down mm. and came back to it every now and then through RTDL. So it was really nice for it to come up in NeverEnding Stories because it kind of gave me an excuse to, I guess, power through it and actually finally finish it. Yeah, because I was a bit mean with this one in that... It's a weird one because there are three games, obviously, and th- the three games have storylines, but there are actually very, very few story progression ach- 
achievements. And I don't think there are even any for completing the storyline of the first two games. Um, but there is pretty much one, I think, for completing the third game storyline. So when I said, you need to do this, I was like, you need to do all of it. Oh, yeah. Although having said that, I assume you could have just technically jumped to three done three and ignored the first two just to kind of say you'd done it and i wouldn't have been any the wiser <laughs> a smart person probably would have done that but if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure i got 90 percent of the way through the second game mm-hmm. and then clicked on and thought well i can just i can just go through the third game um so technically i haven't <gasps> finished the second game Confession. i have finished the first yeah i know it's the dark secret on the uh on this episode but um yeah, I, I still had to go all the way through the third game, which I probably would say was the longest. So I finished the first and the third, and I'm about uh, maybe three quarters to 90% of the way through the second one. So mm. I do need to jump back into that and just get the completion. But um, so many things on the backlog. Well, yeah, obviously. As you say, back in 2019, uh, beginning of 2019, you got about 13 achievements in the first game. You did put it down for then three years, assuming you know you didn't do anything in between achievementless mm. But you started earning again in March of 22, again, all in the first game. And then in April and May of this year is when you powered through uh, and got 12 achievements from the first game, completed it, as you say, Mm -hmm. 13 achievements from the second, didn't complete it, (laughs) and and then 20 achievements from the third game. So it is, um, it's a lot of achievements. There's a lot of stuff in there to do. And looking at the list, a lot of it is actually kind of, kind of, it's not like missable, but it's like miscellaneous. It's like do this thing in a certain amount of time or do this thing in a certain way. Yeah, they're pretty unique. It's it's like um, there'll be lots of uh, levels that are on like planes and things like that. So they have sheep and it'll be like burn five sheep. On this very specific level, um, which a lot of them are really easy to do kind of just as you're playing, but they're also quite easy to miss um, often. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cleanup on the achievement list won't be particularly difficult. Um, I just need to go back and do it, uh, which I do plan to do. Now, from a storyline perspective, obviously Spyro is famous, you know, and iconic uh, as a character. Um, and... The, I guess the gameplay is is well liked, I, I assume for, mm-hmm. for what it was it was in the day anyway. But is the storyline particularly strong? Is it like a, a good element of it, or does it really just serve as an excuse for a dragon flying around, bashing things, setting things on fire, and collecting things? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely kind of just an excuse for you to have a reason to go to all these different worlds. It's it. I mean, it does have a cohesive story, I suppose, but it's not going to keep you on the edge of your seat or anything. Um, I believe uh, every every single game has like a slightly different storyline, but for the most part, it's kind of someone's either stolen the dragons or frozen the dragons or done something to the dragons and you're the only one who didn't get affected by this thing. So you've got to go out and collect a bunch of gems and collect some eggs or free some dragons or whatever it is in that particular um, game. But yeah, for the most part, it kind of boils down to a collect-a-thon uh, for gems and and whatever item is relevant to that game, and it gets sort of more collecty as it goes along. Um, so the first game, it's just a couple of collectibles, but by the third game, it's it's five or six per game, per level rather. Oh, okay. So it's it is literally go around collect everything you see yeah. and can oh, yeah. do, which appeals to us, I guess, um, as achievement hunters. Um, I know people 
don't always love collectibles, especially if they don't serve the story, you know, serve any purpose in the game. But if the game's purpose is collectibles, then it's kind of okay. And and we, I think, I mean, I, I personally kind of kind of find kind of find it quite cathartic and zen-like going around ticking. It's like basically a big tick list, which is basically what an achievement list is, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, seeing uh, the percentage go up, clearing an area, feeling satisfaction for having finished that thing or finished completed that uh, that section or that collectible type. So yeah. I guess there's, there's a certain appeal to that. I feel like my sweet spot is where I don't have to watch a video guide to find all the collectibles. So Spyro is very much obviously based around collecting a lot of the collectibles. That's kind of the point of the game. So that's kind of just exploration and nothing's too crazy. I don't need to look at a walkthrough to to find mm. all the collectibles or anything like that. So that's quite nice. Do they show up on like a map or anything or do you, is it just some stuff you have to look for? Yeah, it's stuff that you just have to look for, but the maps aren't particularly big anyway, and they're very much right in front of you, if that makes sense. So you don't really have to go off the beaten path too much. It's very linear levels, and um, just as you're going, you just need to make sure you collect all the gems or or the mm. eggs or whatever it is. So I'm reminded of games of that ilk from you know a similar era, which was like the stars in Mario 64 and the notes... I think in Banjo Kazooie, there's very much kind of a template. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To those kind of games, um, but it's interesting that because I can't think of any real modern examples of that. Like, it, yeah, it, it, you know, they re- they remastered Spyro, they brought us this type of game, but I can't think of apart maybe from like- maybe a few like kids tie-in games that are probably not great versions of that kind of template. I can't think of any equivalent modern kind of highly regarded IP that does that type of gameplay now. Yeah, there's certainly not as many big games that do that, but the closest one that I can think of is like Super Lucky's Tale is a kind of similar formula to that in the sense that, you know, you go around, you collect mm. the the word lucky and you're um, collecting whatever the collectible is in that game. I can't quite remember. Uh, coins, I think. Um, so that's kind of down a similar pathway but more modernized but um it kind of doesn't have the following that spire the dragon has so yeah the only one i can actually think of i mean i, I i'm probably forgetting something really obvious mm. as well is that there was a a, a kind of indie-ish game a kind of a double a i suppose game uh called skylar and pluck's adventure on clover island mm. from a few years ago which i think was kind of a, a an, an homage or a love letter to that style of game because uh, it is it's like a 3d platformer lots, lots of stuff to collect different worlds different abilities that you can kind of get along the way and it's all very kiddie and cartoony and fun colorful so it's all very much kind of in that style although i'm just looking now and it's actually been removed from the store so oh if anyone sound, like, likes the sound of that tough I can't get it anymore. <laughs> not anymore yeah, I think it's Grip Digital who I think went under as a publisher and all of their games got delisted. Ah, I see. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's just depressing me now. So there are no other games. <laughs> but if you if you like the sound of if you're nostalgic for 3D collect 'em up platformers, but you want like a modern take on it because playing the old Banjo Kazooie rare replay ones are a bit painful now, a bit dated. You you pretty much can only play Spyro Reignited Trilogy. That's the only thing. That's it. Mm. That will scratch that itch. Did you also have a similar 
interest in the Crash remaster, Crash um, Bandicoot ones, because there was a kind of a similar idea, similar a similar age of games, re- remade, remastered, modernized for the nostalgia crowd. But obviously, it's a different type of game, different style of game. Yeah, I, I played a bit more Crash when I was younger. Um, I played like an older one called The Wrath of Cortex, which again is not part of the the key trilogy. It's just after that. Um, mm-hmm. I plan to go back and play the um, Crash Bandicoot trilogy at some point. I have heard horror stories about the difficulty, um, so I'm not sure about that. The time trials are apparently a bit of a nightmare, but um, <clears throat> I'm open to, to giving it a go for sure. Um, once those Activision Blizzard games hit, game pass then that might mm-hmm. be a good excuse well yeah yeah if yeah i mean well, well yeah, probably if. now at this stage yeah uh, in fact they might already be by the time this is released yay <laughs> wouldn't that be a great day <laughs> yeah so if you if you want that nostalgic itch uh, if you are a, a good gamer and you want some challenge you could go the crash route but if you want uh, still that kind of fun easy breezy child friendly family friendly kind of vibe uh zen gameplay nothing too challenging this is your this is your area absolutely um in fact i have um i have kids obviously i've got two boys uh and i could if i get bored of collecting things i could just stick the controller in their lap and say off you go then go collect some gems they'd or probably <laughs> they'd probably be able to handle it right there's no there's nothing too difficult no absolutely it's very um it's very palatable for sure um not too difficult Awesome. So, yeah, you completed the story line of the third game <laughs> uh, in May. You are left with... Uh, so, you've completed 75 out of 105 achievements. It's a it's a big game, beefy game, and it's a full 3,000 gamer score of which you've got 2,000, uh, just over 2,000. So, apart from actually finishing the second game... <laughs> You have a whole kind of range of stuff to do. And like I say, it's all kind of miscellaneous, random stuff. Are you like going to make a concerted effort to go back to it? Or are you just going to wait to see if it turns up in contests? Or are Uh, you done with it at this stage? No, I'll wait till it comes up in contests. I kind of keep everything in my backlog um, Mm -hmm. for for different contests um, as they come up. So um, it definitely seems like something that's very completable. Um, So I will get there eventually. Um, How quickly I get around to it is a different story. And all of this, like, specific do this in a certain way things, it's not missable, is it? No, like, not at all. Because I'm looking at it and it's like, do this thing within this time. And it's like, can you redo everything? Can you go back and do everything again? Yeah, absolutely. There's um, complete chapter select. Um, and a lot of those time oh, trial okay. ones are just, like, running from one particular part of a level to another. So you can just keep trying that as much as you need to. Um, yeah, every- it's, it's really um, achievement hunter friendly, which is nice. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Hurricane Dale. Another one down. Thanks so much for having me along. That's no problem.